0: Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D H A R M A Media.com. Welcome, everyone, to Conversations with Z and Vin. And today we're in this Thanksgiving mood. We got the holiday coming up. So we thought we would talk about family, about relationships, and today's topic is connection. So connection has been incredibly important in these strange, strange times that we're living in. The pandemic, Z, this started back in March, and since that time, we're in this weird environment where we're still socially distancing, we're still staying away from major events. The official guidance coming out of our government is to stay away from traveling, stay away from holiday gatherings. And this is taking a toll on people. So we've talked about how stress has really been increasing during this time. Part of that is economic, but part is the fact that you're just not necessarily around the people that you love, or there are certain people that you miss spending time with. You have friends, you can't see those friends as often. Uh, You wanna take trips and uh, get a change of scenery and find people that fulfill a certain role in your life, it becomes much harder to do that. So I think that during this time, we've all realized the importance of connection. Having those relationships that sustain us, nurture us, allow us to open ourselves and our heart, share emotional experiences, talk about intellectually interesting topics. It's become pretty stark, but I would argue that the trend has been in place for a long time. Uh, that relationships are something that we've been missing and that we've been yearning for. And maybe part of this is just the way that society has been structured. We're increasingly living in this technology bubble. So people are existing in a virtual world. There's a lack of in-person interactions. There's a lack of attention span. So instead of fostering real connections, we're kind of cycling through people. And you think about some of the technology around dating and you're constantly swiping and looking for whatever's coming next and whatever is better, maybe that feeds into this sense that we have that there is always something more that we could be doing, always someone better that we could be with, always someone or something more exciting. And because of that, you could argue that the quality of relationships and the number of relationships has declined. And maybe the number isn't that important as long as you have some high-quality connections to sustain you. But if that small number itself is dwindling, then that puts us in a very precarious position. I think most people think about this emotionally. So you think about someone's mental health and you think about loneliness and that causes depression, that changes one's outlook on life. That also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's a spiral because once you're depressed, you just have less energy to do things. You have less energy to interact. You become less interesting. So by virtue of not being around people, you become someone that other people don't even want to hang out with. And so you lose the ability to even form the connections despite the fact that maybe you realize it's something that is vital to your livelihood. So there's the mental health problem. But Z, as we've talked about, there's also a physical aspect to this. So there's a visceral part of us. And we've talked about the importance, for example, of touch. You mentioned a while ago that there are studies on babies who are not around their mothers and don't have that reassurance and that touch, and they end up in a condition called failure to thrive. So they're not developing normally because they don't have that connection to the mother presence, uh, to that unconditional love that's going to reassure them and help them develop. And I think we see this, I mean, I notice this after a tough day. If uh, there's something that I'm trying to digest that's particularly stressful Just a hug or a hand on the back, uh, on my back uh, from my wife, it could make all the difference. Uh, It calms me down. I can feel the tension leaving my body. You start to breathe a little more deeply. I see the same things with, with my kids when they need reassurance. They're always looking for some kind of physical touch. So these connections, I think both physically and mentally, are extremely important. This is something that gradually we've moved away from. This is something that you could argue has become a crisis in the current pandemic environment. And the other aspect of this, which is interesting, is that a lot of times people approach connections the wrong way. So it becomes more about finding people who can glorify you, uh, finding people to improve your status, uh, finding people who are going to hang around because you entertain them. And in exchange, you feel like you're the center of attention. So there is an exchange, but it's not necessarily... A nurturing exchange. It's not an emotionally open exchange. It's not something that's going to alleviate stress. It might exacerbate stress because it becomes very precarious. And if we aren't able to provide the entertainment or the excitement or the money that our circle of people is expecting, then suddenly they move on to the next best thing, and that can be devastating. And we've talked about that. See, there are uh, some people that you've worked with who found themselves in, in those kinds of situations. So as we talk about connection, maybe you can kick us off and give us your perspective. Why is this so important to our health?
1: Vin, I'll always go back to the basics. Um, for our project, for what we're working on, this whole, this observer, uh observer I, I, philosophy and this doctrine of opting out, these are important things for us to know about life, so that we can live it in a way that is very rich and fulfilling and has a reason in our own heart for no one else. Connections are vital to human development because uh, we don't thrive, as you say, uh, we don't thrive in the isolations in our own mind. And what I mean by that, it isn't a problem being alone. You can meditate and go into a hermitage. But before you entered that hermitage, there were things that needed to be developed in your character and your being that made it possible for you to go into that deep introspection. Because we as a species reflect upon one another in defining ourselves. Recently, as I've told you, one of my longtime clients and a friend passed away very young, just turned 50. It uh, reached the highest level of success that that you would want to attain um, in this whole digital commerce. Died alone um, under suspicious circumstances. And when I was sitting with his mom, I noticed all the people coming around were looking for something to scavenge from his life's efforts. He had broken off a relationship with a woman who was very nurturing, uh, very loving, and very hopeful until she could no longer hope anymore for the relationship because um, he didn't value the quiet, deep connection that causes that cosmic interlock of the soul so that we can function on a higher level. He didn't value that. He valued the superficial touch and go relationships. I do this, I can do that, look at me, um, next big deal, blah, blah, blah. And so all that effort has now gone into, all of his life's efforts It's not gone to family, a child, a a mother, a, uh, a wife. It's gone to very distant benefactors, and that's what kind of inspired me on thinking about this whole thing we're talking about, connections. And I always look at things first from the point of view of physics, that study of natural phenomena. There are different types of connections. If we work in the engineering world, there's a new type of uh, recharger coupler just a magnetic recharger, and all you do is put the magnet near the device, it sticks to it, I think you've seen them on certain watches and certain um, iPads or um, iBooks or whatever, and that magnetic coupling is based on an attraction, magnetism, gravity, the attraction, and in each side of those magnets that are attracted, a north and a south magnet, going to a, a south and a north magnet, they're allowing the current to flow, and so it just Sucks it right to there. Now, one of the problems with those kind of connections where you're drawn to someone through magnetism is there are always external forces working either with or against you. And if the surfaces aren't completely clean, then the contact is not clean. I'm using that as an analogy amongst people. We have people in our lives that we are drawn to by just magnetism, something about them, something about you, you just connect, you'll meet someone, you strike up a conversation, you just flow, it really flows good. The challenge comes when the outside forces either are pushing you together or pulling you apart. You know this in relationships. You can meet someone you're very attractive to, maybe it was early dating your wife, and that's all you had was that magnetism. But then as you develop certain liabilities in the relationship and goals and objectives, there are outside forces that reinforce that connection. And sometimes those outside forces can even be greater than the magnetism itself. Or the magnetism may not be there at all, the attraction, but outside forces force the coupling of people. You follow what I'm saying? So the the, the power of connections, is that you cultivate and nurture the contact surfaces of those relationships in order to get the best exchange of energy? So the two ways of coupling are outside forces and magnetism. And you can have a combination of both and proportions of both with the other. And I would say we all want to look at those connections. And I talk about them the next, first because we want to look at those connections. And think about the people in our life and why we're connected to them and what do they, what's the exchange, what goes on, what, what is it that this is doing for my life? Is it tearing me apart because the pressure of external forces are forcing me to be with or around someone that I'm repulsed by or that they're, they're repulsed by me? Or am I really attracted to this person, but the weight of life doesn't allow this connection to stick? So by understanding the types of connections we have with people, we can learn more about how to cultivate those connections, how to nurture those connections. So as we're defining our life and as the reverberation of connections goes through our bodies and helps us define ourselves, we have healthy connections. Um, friendships, they're those who are people you are connected to because you work together. You say, oh, this is a friend from work. Well, once they leave that job, are you still friends? Because the outside forces the familiarity of of being together every day, working in the same environment, that kind of forces you to show up and be with each other eight hours a day. Is that a friendship or not? I don't know. What do you do after work? Do you hang out with that person after work? Maybe, maybe not. But then what if there's a person at work you're attracted to? And the magnetism of that attraction makes you um, find them irresistible or their company or whatever but it's against the fe- it's against the company rules so you pull away but the attractions very strong but the weight of the outside world is pulling you apart so these connections have a different pattern of nurturing or or non nurturing you see family arrangements, if you're an arranged marriage, there's no attraction at all, but there's outside forces that push you together and from that point, you grow familiarity and that familiarity becomes the attraction, it becomes the familiar place. It becomes the detent or the groove that you find yourself in. So that's another kind of connection. That's the way um, zippers connect, right? You pull it up and they just kind of overlap each other and there's not a lot of pressure except from outside forces, the stacking that holds it The integrity of it. So you have different ways that, and there's different ways I like to look at relationships with people. And it helps me understand what they're going through on a health level. Where their energy is going. The healthiest people that i found are in relationships with people that they are magnetically drawn to. um, And there is a minimal amount of external forces. Those external forces are the discriminating mind. Is this a good person for me to be around? Is it healthy? Is it nurturing? So that's the only outside force that would bias those relationships one way or another. And we as a species thrive and grow because we have people that say our name. We have people that look forward to seeing us. We have um, a vision of our life that includes those people we are connected to that define our reality. You'll also see... That in a way that's not so uh, healthy is in recently you have a lot of uh, political stuff going on where you have huge mobs of people uh, promoting different views of the world, conspiracy theories and so on. And so the outside yelling, the outside forces are pushing you into this group by saying you're either with us or you're against us. There's no real attraction for that, but like you're a herded animal, you're being herded into uh, a corral, so to say, And then defined by whoever this faceless voice is that has herded you together and finds yourself affiliated with whatever politician or political group and doing crazy stuff. So that's a connection too. You also have the ability to break from that by really listening to your internal magnetism and see what you're really drawn to. But that requires, again, a burden of intelligence, a burden of self-discrimination, a burden of uh, deductive reasoning. So you can really understand what you're being drawn to. What am I being drawn to? And the depth of that. So connections can lengthen your life and they can shorten your life. The beautiful thing about the way we connect is inevitably it's our choice. So again, the burden of intelligence and discernment when it comes to connections is important. It's important to know... What you get from that exchange, just like your, your computer benefits from that magnetic connection to the charger, you too can get recharged or drained by your connections. How hard do you have to work on those connections? Connections that are healthy, uh, nurturing, holistic, cosmically attuned, they don't take a lot of effort. They just, just don't take a lot of effort. You just think about friends that you have that you can't really recall them not being in your life. You you have friends like that that you, people you think about, it seems like you've always been a part of me. Well, they were because that connection is there. That connection is holistic. And there are other people that you say, how the hell did I end up here? It's like a bad movie. It's like, why, why am I in this groundhog's day of horror? Because maybe it's some connection you have because of work or a, some other liability that you're connected to this person. Or you were in a bad relationship and you have children and you're doing um, uh, custody stuff. So you're for, by outside forces, and that's wearing you out. So we, we who are opt-outs, we want to be able to plainly state first in ourselves and then to those who care about us, what helps and what nurtures your connections that, that, that bring you life, that bring you the food of life, the elixir of life? Those are connections that have a bit of magnetism and a bit of outside forces that, at the end of the day, they improve your life. Also, being careful that we're not entitled to healthy connections, so you don't take things for granted. Listen to your friends, listen to your lover, listen to your significant others, and say, what can I do to make sure this connection requires little effort? There are few outside forces pulling us apart. And when you have that talk, where you share that, you'd be surprised at how little is needed to cultivate and nurture a healthy relationship.
0: So it's interesting to hear you describe this and these two different models for connection, the inherent magnetism and the outside forces. If I think about my life and some of my closest relationships, it's kind of funny how they come together. I think about a very close friend of mine, and the reason we became friends was because of outside circumstances. So we worked together together. I was part of this group before he joined. I was actually one of the first people who interviewed him. So I was one of the first people in the organization who met him before he joined. And when he first met me, he said that he told me this later, but he said he thought I was just a complete dick. He was like, geez, you're such an asshole. Why are you giving me the third degree in the interview? You're arrogant. You're condescending. He just had this impression of me. I wouldn't say he hated me, but I I just turned him off. And I didn't have anything against the guy, but there was nothing really there. And it was funny, Z, because we were working together and we're on this project, which was just so horrible. We had to work late nights. We had to work weekends. We we were putting together 10-year projections for a business that didn't survive the next three years. It was stuff that no one even cared about. But we had to do it, and we had to get all the details right. And just through that process of being together, so I think of the outside forces that you mentioned that brought us together, we found this mutual hatred for the organization and the work that we were doing. And we bonded over that, and that started dialogues, and and that started us hanging out together. And now I think of him as my brother. I don't see him that often anymore. He moved to Nigeria He's from there, ended up, actually, that's kind of a a funny side story. He was in the U.S. for for years. He came over when he was young and ended up marrying an Indian woman from New Jersey. And then years later, fulfilled her parents' worst nightmare, (laughs) which is he took her and his kids off to Nigeria. And they've been living there uh, for the past eight years or so. So I don't see him that much, but I see him when he is in the U.S. I do talk to him periodically, and it's just always great. It's like we pick up where we left off. We talk about things that are meaningful, but there's a flow. There's an ease to the relationship. So that's an example where we were forged together because of these outside circumstances, but that didn't define the interaction. I mean, it just brought us together. Had it not been for the magnetism that you're talking about, we probably would have called it a day our lives would have gone in separate directions and i probably never would have seen the guy again but uh, because there what we discovered we did have that connection it became very easy and it's a very it's always natural talking to him and he's someone who i feel supports me 100% i think there's certain people who are sort of on your side but they've also got their own agenda and they might be jealous of your achievements or whatever I mean there's some weird psychological stuff going on in certain relationships but with this person there's none of that uh, just always huge cheerleader, huge proponent of me and very easy, very fluid interaction. So I think the magnetism there uh, that's a good example of what you're talking about. I think with my wife it's another good example it was a different kind of magnetism it was physical attraction that brought us together. then maybe it was circumstance that held us together so there was a period where, We weren't sure what direction we would go. We decided to stay together for a variety of reasons. And over time, we got to know each other better and found out there's actually a lot that we have in common. And I think we are very supportive of the other. We do have a lot of respect for each other. So also an example of maybe magnetism, then some outside circumstances, and then some magnetism, which really forms the foundation of the relationship. If I think about more purely the outside circumstances and try and put what you're saying in everyday terms, maybe the more taxing relationships are the ones where we interact with people just because they're there and they're familiar. They're part of our community, our family. So that's where we spend our time. But if it weren't for those affiliations, we never would get together. And the cost of that is one might just be a big waste of time because we're spending time with people where there is none of that magnetism. There is no more – there isn't more of a fundamental exchange of our identity and opening up of who we are a shared life experience. I think that's one of the best things about life. You go through certain events and experiences. You can share those stories with people that you care about. It just creates – a richer journey uh, throughout life. So, if you're always spending time with people who happen to be in your circle and for no other reason, clearly that's a cost and that prevents us from getting to relationships that are more substantive. I think another category where I've seen people go awry is wanting to be the entertainers. So, they want to be the center of attention, they like having people around. They like being able to go out and shake hands or hug different people or have others call them by name. And it's kind of funny because I've seen this with a few different people that I know. And on the one hand, on the surface, it it seems kind of cool. It's like, okay, you go out and people like you and they're friends with you, but you dig a little bit deeper and you just realize the tremendous amount of energy that goes into sustaining those arrangements. I won't even call them relationships, but arrangements where you've always got to be on. You've got to bring something that they want. So you have to orchestrate. You have to entertain. You have to shell money out to pay for food and pay for drinks. There's got to be some reason that you provide for other people to spend time with you, aside from who you are, aside from the intrinsic aspects of your personality. It could just be that you have a lot of other people who you're hanging out with. And if you get that crowd, other bystanders are saying, oh, wow, There's a big crowd, like a line outside a club. Let me go and check this out and see what's going on. So they come and they hang on. But, of course, there's no substance. There's no allegiance in that model. And as you're saying, Z, at the end of it, it becomes extremely transactional. It becomes a situation where people extract what they can from you. And you're always yearning for something more. I think that's at least what I've seen in the people that I know. It's like they want to be loved. They want something that's more fundamental. They're almost surprised that the people they bring into their circle don't reciprocate and don't offer them the same amount of energy that they're providing. Uh, they, They don't want to be around you for you. They want to be around because of some other reasons. And I think this is where people get confused and just expend a tremendous amount of themselves without much in return. And maybe this also becomes a a downward spiral because the more you create those fragile relationships, the more you become aware that those people might walk away, which means that you're very concerned about preserving relationships. So you go out and you try and attract more and more of the same. By doing that, that just makes you feel worse because you have less energy. You're, again, getting nothing in exchange. So these are some of the ways that I've seen people go awry What are your thoughts, Z? I know you brought up a few of these, but are there other examples you can give and maybe words of advice for the types of relationships we should avoid?
1: Well, there are numerous elements, Vin, to connection. As I said, I use the um, descriptor of uh, the magnetic charger on your computer. I, I, I talk like that because I want people to be able to step away and see things based on the physics of the world we live in not just running around and thinking everything is just happenstance and the whimsical nature of fate my one of my teachers his martial arts studio burned down at the beginning of the pandemic and it was electrical fire from a restaurant downstairs and the firefighters did the investigation they said it was a bad connection There was a poor connection that caused a short circuit that burned the building down. Think about connections with people. What did I say? One of the elements of the connection is attractive. You have a natural attraction, and that attraction then needs to be reciprocated, just like the electricity flowing through a healthy socket. If there is a disruption if there is a bridging of that flow and there is not equanimity and flow it starts a fire it burns everything down so in a relationship first you have you're attracted to them and they're attracted to you It applies to family the same way real family because family again uh, it goes from an outside force bringing people together but like you and your buddy at first there may be nothing there but through shared experiences, mutual admiration, there becomes that magnetism. And so that's part of it. Another part of it, again, is steady intelligence so that you can discern and discriminate what's going on. It's like like an electrical regulating to make sure that the flow is always a harmonious flow and it doesn't go under or over the capacity of the exchange. The capacity of that conduit. Don't ask too much of the people that you uh, are attracted to, or the people that you are connected to. What do I mean by don't ask for too much? That means don't take more than you give. Real simple. Whatever you're getting out of them, make sure you're giving that back. And because you don't ever, you never want to take the attraction for granted. Because just like magnets, after some time the pull diminishes. That waveform diminishes and other things need to be there to make it stay together. So as long as you're nurturing and you're exchanging, two batteries working together, if they're both healthy batteries, they can recharge each other an infinite number of times. If one battery is low on energy, it will bring the other battery down and they both will decline rather quickly. So when you're with people, are they batteries that are as full as you? Is it just one person carrying the energy? Is it one person being the um, the the hawker or the barker for the relationship? Uh, you're at work with people. Is everybody there working as a team? Or do they have a mutual uh, goal, objective, or even a mutual enemy that can inspire them to those off out- forces to keep them working well together. So one of the elements, again, I said was attraction. The next is steady intelligence. Another part of that is uh, the the value of purpose of the relationship. What is the value of our union? You work with a number of people work, the value of union is that they're able to work together as a team to make the company advance, thus get a better paycheck. The idea of a family, is if you, you have people in your family that play different roles and allowing each of them to play their role at that moment in order to maintain the richness and the integrity of the family bond. In a relationship, it, it, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Give as much as you take. Reflect what you see and what you desire. Cultivate the things that actually are valuable what do I mean by that many relationships fall apart based on material issues they talk about the number one I think it was been you can correct me on this reason people break up is over money I think I, I think I read that somewhere that number the one number one thing people break up over is money think about that so the outside force is greater than the attraction itself but the outside force also establishes a connection you meet the the girl meets the guy he's in a great sports car he talks He has his briefcase in his hand he's talking about a great deal she's i'm really attracted to what he can do for me so he's not attractive based on the magnetism the outside forces the material conditions of the world right so you have this relationship is based on this idea that one person is very successful and you become one more thing that success buys. Then that gets a little shaky, so too that there's no attraction, so it falls apart. Also, you can have people that are find the attraction is very strong when they're cheerful and happy. But then somebody goes through a period of sadness or whatever and the attraction to you me, know, you can't entertain me anymore, I'm out of here. So there was a low magnetism and a high external force. So we want to know our relationships so we can cultivate them. One of the saddest things, as I've said, I've seen in recent times, the person died that had no connections, that had people that every relationship was based on some business transaction that brought the people low reward Thus, they smiled on cue. They said nice things in public. They did all the adornment of success, but inside there was nothing. At home, it was quiet and scary and sad, and you couldn't wait to get out of the house. That's when you're not connected. So on a physical level, we know that children who have failure to thrive need connection. We know that a sick person in the hospital, or in the, going through an illness or disease, fares better when there is there are connections, attractions, people that value them for various reasons around them. It adds something to your immune system. You also know that how people have overcome extraordinary maladies because their deep sense of connection to others and not just their desire to live for themselves, but for their desire to be a part and experience those connections. When my uh, best friend was dying of of cancer, and on his last hours, he talked about how painful the mycosis fungoides was and his his skin was peeling away, and he was going into septis and things like that because so much of the skin was torn off. And the doctors had said he had lived much longer than would have been expected. And one night he said to me, are you okay with me going? And I said, yeah, I'm okay with it. He says, you know, my family isn't, and that's why I'm I'm trying to hang in there for them. But it's really hard, and I just need to know if it's okay, uh, would it be okay if you let me go? Could you disconnect from me? so I could be free of pain because my connection to you is animating my body through the most hellish pain and suffering my body is falling apart I am incontinent um, I can't hold food down but if you need me to stay I'll stay and I said I don't need you to stay My connection with you is cosmic and celestial. It transcends the bounds of life and death, and it doesn't abide by the physics of this universe. I'll be with you forever. You're my best friend. And so when I said go, the next day he passed away. But I know others that says, you know, I need to be here. I want to be here. And. I, I don't want to leave my mom or whoever, so I'm going to go a little further into this and I'm going to look to be on the other side. Connections drive you to do those things. Disconnections also have an effect. When you're disconnected, it is hard to exchange energy. There is no energetic exchange. The energetic exchange exists with the connection. That doesn't mean the connection is always good because there can be a asymmetry in that exchange. No one person should give all of themselves and another person just receiving it. Then there's no sustainability. So what I'm saying for those of us who are working on ourselves, value connections, but also value the mechanism of discerning those connections. And when you know the connection is stable you can put demands on that connection, you can ask of your beloved, what do you get from me and what do I get from you? And how can we improve the flow of that exchange? Through how can we improve our connection so that it isn't shaky, that outside forces together but that magnetism that started it is being nurtured and improving and increasing and the dynamo of energy between us is sustainable and well maintained so that we can grow through the various seasons of life that are sometimes pushing and sometimes pulling us apart. Because inevitably the connection is the awakening and the awareness of your own existence. You following me, Ben?
0: Z, if I have to recap what you've said, you've provided a good template for how to think about connections how to foster the right connections. So I would say, number one, make sure that there's some magnetism there, that you're not just thrust together because of circumstances and that's it. Maybe that's the start of the relationship, like in my example, but there needs to be something more there than just affiliation. If we move beyond that, I like your thoughts about physics and about energy exchange. So there has to be a relatively... Harmonious exchange of energy, maybe not always in balance. So, sometimes uh, we might give more than we take. At other times, maybe we're hitting a low point. Maybe we take more than we give, but there is that harmony, there's that exchange, and both people are benefiting. And then, if we move beyond that for the connections that we care about and we want to invest in, there's a diagnosis aspect to it. So, we can take a look at those connections and say, what can we do? to make this more fluid, to make it more mutually satisfying, to reduce any of the friction that is just creating conflict and taking our energy and not providing anything in exchange. So there's work that we can do and I think it really requires strong connections. You don't just want to do this with random people. You might not get that much out of the exercise, but if you've already got strong connections in place, uh, we can think about investing the time to strengthen those even further and create even more of a harmonious, exchange in energy. So I think that's a very good roadmap for thinking about connections. One thing I'd like us to focus on is just the practical aspects of finding people to spend time with and finding people who can satisfy those different roles that we need in our life, whether it's close friends, whether it's romantic partners. Because as we've talked about, Z, there are so many people in this day and age who don't have friends. And maybe they're at a different stage in their life, and they're defined by a relationship, for example. So perhaps it's just this person and their spouse. But outside of that, they don't have any friends. They don't have their own identity. They don't have people to hang out with. And life in that sense loses a lot of humor. It loses a lot of richness. If we take other examples, there are examples of people who are desperate to find romantic partners and want to have a really strong connection but for whatever reason can't seem to find it. And that maybe they struggle with, with dating or introductions or whatever it is. These things just don't seem to work out, and then you've got people who are consigned to living alone. And I think if you want to do that, as we talked about at the beginning, uh, there is a model uh, where you retreat from this world and perhaps you spend a lot of time in contemplation, uh, but that requires a certain amount of character and life experience And if you're not at that stage and you really need connection to thrive but you're not getting it, that to me is tragic. And it's something uh, that is a missed opportunity uh, more fundamentally. It's something that's going to impact our health. So what do you recommend in terms of building those connections? I mean, if we're struggling to find friends, if we're struggling to find the right partner in our life, how do we go about doing that?
1: Well, Vin, there's a way to do it. And one of the biggest parts about connections is when, when I hear this, I, I, I think about the people I know who are um, just shut-ins or they're, they're, they're alone. They don't have that. It's really first connect to yourself. Do an exercise where you connect to yourself and what is it that you breathe for, live for? Often when I talk to people and they have no hobbies, no interests, and they have no friends, it's because they haven't really spent that quality alone time understanding themselves, separate from the outside forces which will cause really anomalous judgment of yourself so you can't really speak your truth you have a hobby or interest you don't you can share it with others but you don't have to that's not what that's all about you have something that you in, this interest you that the mechanics of it allows you to be very introspective and if you happen to find someone who shares that there's a certain kind of connection that that establishes. Also, the exchange must not be one way. So as you get to know yourself and connect to yourself, you yourself are a single polarity of a magnet. And we need that other polarity for there to be the energy that you feel, the response you feel, the pull, the push. And be very careful about being arrogant uh, or, or super egocentric is that you're not, again, entitled to that. So how do you work on those connections? Be considerate of others. Sometimes just doing that as a personal exercise. Checking in on somebody for no particular reason. Hey, how are you doing? That is not just for them. It's for you. So that your own magnetism is increased. Your own battery is being charged to the fullest. It actually feels pretty good. Sometimes I just check on people and tell them, Hey, I, how are you doing? Haven't heard from you in a while. Just thinking about you. Uh, let's get caught up. And it's not a waste of time. It's human commerce. It's nurturing the flow of human commerce. I mean, people check on their bank accounts on a regular basis, right? They check on the stock market on a regular basis. Why not check on human commerce? The connections you have with people that may provide for you more than any other thing in life. I know that the times that I have had struggles in relationships due to misunderstandings, due to uh, misreads, that all goes to lack of connection. Because the more you have that connection, the more firm that connection is, the more clarity of the exchange. That is something that, if we understand that, then what do you work on? Not just the connection, but the clarity of that connection. Why are we here? I, I, I work with people every day, and I hear stories. I remember there was a, a couple going through something, and one of the people confided in me that, you know, this isn't the man I married. He used to be so outgoing, used to be so up for energy, and then he hurt his back where he lost his company he's not the same person anymore and I feel I'm no longer attracted to them but I'm you know we have kids in the house and I need to stay here I thought that was very sad I was saying can you just reaffirm with him why you're there in the first place and can you guys reaffirm that well we haven't spoken so long and I said so have you given up she said well just about I said well, why don't you try that? just remember why you were even there, before all the other stuff. And a month later I talked to her, she said, we're going really good, I just had this, we had that conversation, it changed everything. We started talking like friends again, that's why we were here. Oh I forgot how much he knew about me and I knew about him that no one else knows. And just that re Establishing the clarity of the connection made them connect more. Like cleaning off the contacts on the battery makes the electricity flow better. Just clearing up the contact surfaces. Why are we here? And let's remember to go back to that, to reinforce that, and do the little things that bring you closer together than far apart. Certain things that friends do organically that keep them bound together, the report in, the outing together, the sounding board that they offer without judgment. Those are all things that connections bring with it that end up elevating your life. And being mindful that the lack of connection is the lack of energetic exchange, thus the lack of energy, Thus, the ready and rapid decline of the self. You follow me, Ben?
0: Yeah, I think this checking in concept is particularly powerful right now because so much of our world is transactional. And I think people are on guard. Whether you're online, you've got all these algorithms trying to force you to buy different things. If you hear from someone and you haven't talked to them in a long time, in my industry, if I get a call... (laughs) And I haven't talked to them in a couple of years. Guess what? They're looking for a job. It's not that hard to figure out. So we're in this transactional world. And I think that hygiene that you mentioned, uh, f- just checking in with people, builds that relationship. It builds a connection. It allows people to relax a little bit. It's almost a welcome surprise. It's like a breath of fresh air. Wow, you're just calling to talk to me <laughs> to see how I'm doing. Wow, that's incredible.
1: We do that all the time. We'll just reach out and just, you know, shoot the breeze with each other, right? It's just a good feeling. You know, I have uh, really, really dear friends. Uh, you and I do that. Phil Wong and I do that all the time. Just sometimes at the random time of the day, he'll just check. Like just the proof of life, right? Proof of life. That's what it is. And it feels so good. You remember when you first hook up with a girl and you just, you call her like 10 times a day? Right? That's that initial attraction. Then you get married, you've been married for a while, you call your wife like 10 times a year. <laughs> and then when you guys in a good vibe and you just remember what it was, you start calling again like you just met. Um, that's just about connection. And on a organic and mechanical way, it's the surfaces of connection. Allowing that coupling to take place without anything interfering with it. Picture in your mind the connection you have with another person in its purest and most naked state, and then begin to put things in between that connection. Begin to put insulation between it, distortions, distractions, and that ability to connect and exchange becomes hindered. And if we realize all you have to do is clear away the obstruction Clear away, again, as the Buddha said, the opaqueness. Clear that away so that there can be this really nice connection. And it's very simple. It's very simple.
0: Yeah, I'll just add one thing, Z. I think knowing yourself is important. Clearing the connections is important. And also working on yourself, which maybe is related to the, the first point about knowing yourself. And We've talked about this in the past, that if you don't bring anything to the table— you're looking for a one-way relationship where you're getting all the benefit and you're providing nothing in exchange. So make sure that you have those hobbies, those interests, those passions. We naturally gravitate towards people who can tell us interesting things, who can share their perspective on life, which might be different than ours, who approach life uh, with, I don't know if a smile on their face is the right word. It doesn't necessarily need to be that, but a certain vitality and exuberance That's more of that proof of life that we've been talking about. Like, wow, just being around you recharges me. It reminds me why it's incredible to be alive, why I should be grateful for the moments that I have. So cultivating those characteristics in yourself creates that magnetism, and it's gonna draw people into you in a much more fundamental way than uh, just creating excitement or creating some hype, which eventually is gonna fade and leave people looking for something else. So I think if we can work on those three things, we're in good shape. And maybe this is a good point to wrap up, Z, but any final thoughts uh, for our audience?
1: Well, I I would say the final thought I have is, as I think about connections, I reflect on my life. The the greatest commerce I have in my life is the connections I have with people. Uh, Beautiful, warm, deep connections. You said earlier that it's not always about walking through life with a smile on your face because life has a, a myriad of emotions, a, a, a broad spectrum of emotions, but a constant in that, at the bottom of that, is that connection, is that connection to your friends, your family, your ability to exchange yourself uh, and be nurtured. I think about the people who pass away who don't have that. and. What the the lesson they share with us is that the finality of death, and that life is over. That's it. Whatever you did, whatever you were dreaming about, whatever you were planning, it ends immediately upon your death. And like this young man who died, with uh, young with no children, no wife, uh, a pocket full of money, um, every label of success, but never had that quiet in his heart where. Stillness and peace was the greatest thing. Just remember the happiest times in your life. Sometimes they were just simple and other people don't even get it. You just hung out with your friends. I have so many of those moments. Because those, that is your life. And because connections are there, it allows you to quantize that in such a way that it has weight and girth and substance in who you are. So, simple thing, reflect and remind yourself of the value of connections and then go out and nurture those connections. Um, don't expect any set amount of exchange. Remember what, what you said earlier, Vin, was it's harmonious. It's not equal, it's harmonious. Sometimes it may seem like one person is giving way more than the other, but it's not always the case. It's different people, uh, different relationships have different energies at different times. You may have the one friend that is um, just a lifesaver, but they're socially awkward, right? So you you're the ambassador for them to the world, and in turn, they give you what they give you. So every we all have different things we're bringing to the table, but underneath all that is the 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 value, the beauty and the necessity of healthy connections.
0: All right. Yeah, Z, I'll just say that all we have in this life is a collection of moments, one moment to the next. And once it ends, it's gone forever. So let's get the most out of those moments. And I think connection is something that enhances those moments immeasurably. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.